0: Lo Talk Radio. Aloha, welcome to Talking Pictures. I'm your host Paul Booth. Happy Aloha Friday to all my friends. Well, actually to everyone. It should always be happy. Aloha, Friday. Today, our special guest, I do not want to pronounce this wrong, so when he calls in, we'll have him mention his name as well. Uh, Sing, How, yum. And he, right now, today we're going to be talking about the wonderful Netflix series, Flaked, uh, with Will Arnett from, most of you will know him from, uh, sorry, Arrested Development, didn't mean to draw a quick mind blank there, Job, and he created this great series, I saw it uh, season one, and I was just so... Hoping that this was going to get picked up again Because we all know now we're inundated with content And luckily this falls on the side of good content And I was thinking, oh, you know, I really hope people catch on to this So luckily when Season 2 came out, I was just really ecstatic Uh, Today we're also going to talk about a little bit of the differences Between television and film With revolving directors, cinematographers of course, Will Arnett is also the executive producer creator, uh, so that means he's one of the showrunners. We'll talk a little bit about that for those of you that don't know. We always like to have an educational aspect to this. We are not ego-centered, nor are our guests, so we're going to be talking a little bit about everything, cinematography, movies, television, life, and all that good stuff in between. Uh, this season was Really cool because the premise of the show uh, revolves around characters um, that I guess I don't want to say alcoholics because there's a lot more to it, but uh, main part of the show is uh, that a lot of these characters know each other through Alcoholics Anonymous, and that's not spoiling anything. You can see that in the synopsis. But this show is great. Uh, Also, one of the producers. Mitchell Hurwitz, who was responsible and I believe was the showrunner for uh, Arrested Development and before we bring our guest in here uh so if it's that kind of humor but not quite Arrested Development uh but it it does have a very unique sense of humor uh Will Arnett and his writing partner are a great team and with that we'll bring in our guest um how do you like to be addressed?
1: Um, same fine fine.
0: Oh, okay, you thank doing? you so much. Thanks. Good, good. Uh, welcome to the show, and thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Uh,
1: thanks for having us.
0: Oh, yes. Not how are you doing, time. Love, how
1: you doing this morning?
0: Doing good, doing good. It's a little bit hot down here in Orange County, but other than that, I'm in a – well, actually, I can't complain. I'm in a nice air-conditioned office, so – Uh, Only when we're outside, it's a pain, but hey, we're on air, so that's our favorite place to be.
1: Um,
0: I was letting the audience know that we're going to be discussing Flake today, and uh, for those uh, audience members that don't know, um, congratulations that you uh, shot the whole season, because I was letting the audience know how uh, a lot of times in television, sometimes it's Revolving directors or revolving Cinematographers or sometimes They shoot two or three so Mm -hmm. I guess my first question would be uh, That you got to shoot the whole season So how is that um, Different in terms of The preparation of Okay I'm going to shoot episodes One and eight so I kind of have to Follow the storyline in between Um, How is that for you to Land the
1: whole season Um well, you know, this was my first uh, time of shooting a TV show, so it was completely a brand new experience in general. Um, as for shooting all the episodes, it was uh, the hardest part was there was no hiatus in the middle of the show, so prepping with other directors was a little difficult. I I didn't sleep a lot on the job because, like my, you know, we shoot the whole week. We did one episode basically every five days. Um... Had a six week shooting schedule, and basically my weekends were spent like shooting five days, and I'd meet with like the next segment director over the weekend and try to prep as much as we could. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, don't get me wrong; it was a lot of work, but I had a great time. Wow, well, a five day shooting schedule
0: and doing those back to back. I've I've never done anything on that scale, but just having PA'd, uh, studio television and, um, some other known movies, uh, seeing what they do in 20 days, uh, let alone to think that you guys were doing these, uh, 30 minute plus shows in five days. I mean, gosh, uh, are these, uh, scripts I assume are 30 to 35 pages. So you're getting six pages a day. Uh, you must have a, yeah, um just a, an A D who really knows how to uh run the um aircraft carrier um six pages a day is amazing. Uh and then you, you mentioned the fun of this show. Uh I couldn't imagine with just how funny this show is completed and edited, uh what I mean how can I put this without being private or anything, uh is there a lot of takes? I mean, this is just such a comical show. I couldn't see it just being one or two takes without there being some form of just bursting out laughter. I mean, how do you how do you time for that as a cinematographer?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, also given like the whole shoot was pretty much on location, um, and if. Uh, <laughs> A lot of people have been to Venice. It's not exactly the easiest place to shoot because it's pretty tourist uh, friendly. So as for the comedy and, like, takes, I mean, some scenes would go longer. Like, generally what would happen is um, Will and the whole cast was very, like, big on blocking, which was awesome. So we'd kind of, like, give them the set for a while. They'd rehearse and figure out where they would go. And I'd kind of sit in there and watch. We'd kind of design everything around that. Um, some scenes would take longer, but all those guys like have a good chemistry. So sometimes we would get in one or two, but sometimes we'd have to go to distance and you bring up the page count. Like, you know, some of the scripts would come in a little shorter. Some would come in a little heavy at like 36. Um, so like we had some days where we had like eight pages and nine pages to cover. Um, and part of that was because of the block shooting. Um, but, Yeah, I mean the thing is, um, Mark Chappell, who was a co-writer with Will, like, as you know, they would let people improvise, but they are also pretty good about keeping to the book. Um, So I think that might actually help manage like our takes a little bit. Because I've been on shoots where like you like like comedy actors kind of improvise and they actually kind of lose track of time because we don't stop. People are having a good time. But um, yeah, we're pretty good. And our AD, you were bringing up earlier, like you yeah, had this guy named Milos, who, uh Mishevich who did Off Goliath. So he was like, he's Caesar. He's been doing TV for a long time. He was a big help, factor on that.
0: And Goliath, um, I think I see that. That's uh, Amazon Prime, correct?
1: Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's because the it show um, that stars um, Bob as the lawyer.
0: Okay, that's what I I was going to say. I I was saying that Billy Bob um, uh, little (laughs) emblem there. Now, you had mentioned uh, sometimes what I like to do with guests is I like to either just completely overdo going through their internet movie database list, or I want some fun of learning as well. So I purposely kind of take a step back. So you mentioned this being your first television show, uh, what were that you got to do a season? What were some of the genres that brought you to this point to be prepared for,
1: uh, a season of television? Um, so yeah. Okay. My background, like I came up doing a lot of music videos, um, and then but I've always wanted to shoot movies or T V, just anything else narrative. Um, moved out of LA in like two thousand nine. I went to school in North Carolina. Um, North Carolina School of Arts. Um, like that's like home of like where David Gordon Green and Jodie Hill and like Jeff Nichols came from. Um, came out here. Now what really helped me get flaked was actually um, Ben Berman, who was one of the segment directors. Someone I've worked with in the past, uh when um, Ben did, like, Comedy Bang Bang, um, episodes of Man-Seeking Woman, et cetera, et cetera. He comes from, like, the Tim and Eric camp. Um, So I did a short, I've done a couple shorts with him that have gone to Sundance. Um, First one being a film called I'm a Mitzvah, which is a short with, um, why, sorry, I just drew a blank on our actor's name. (laughs) But either way, um, that came out pretty well. So we've been working together since, and he recommended me to Flaked. And I have also done a pilot for Comedy Central within, like, about a year prior to doing Flaked as well. So it's kind of like entering the realm of TV. Um, and then uh, when I got called, I went in and met Will Arnett, and we just, like, hit it off. And then, I, was, to be honest, I didn't think I was going to get the show because of my lack of credentials in TV, but... Will and I hit it off Also as well as Mark Chappell And they offered me the job So that's kind of how that happened
0: <laughs> Well I, I, I really like what you're saying Because I, we're, we're constantly With this show We're wanting the entertainment And the education And uh, a lot of people That I meet at festivals Because an- another heavy component Of our show is um, going off to different festivals all over the country or we have reporters in other states and that whole networking thing that I know now with social media is being lost uh, where you know, we can't have that good old handshake or sitting mm-hmm. down for a cup of coffee or uh, hanging around and enjoying a drink. Um, but I like uh, what you're saying because the a lot of people, they say... Uh, the podcast we've been fortunate to be on three years and they say oh with with this with so many different podcasts how has this worked and I am always able to just look around and go well three of the producers are film school buddies and three mm-hmm. are friends of 20 years and one of the reporters is my friend's mom so it's kind of like, like as you know but for audience it's kind of like it all comes down to just that continuing to stay friends and like you're saying you hit it off with uh with the creators and uh i know being in the film business that that means uh creatively but also hitting it off as people so it's not just about yeah oh i love how you can do a dolly shot and we're always trying to stress to audience that it is really kind of uh the great haskell wexler Uh, i heard a great quote Mm -hmm. from him one time where he said uh being a great cinematographer is not necessarily being a great technician. It's being a it's being a great person, and yeah. I think that's what's really cool about the the about all artists uh, that do well. I mean, other than we all know there's egos lurking out there in the greater Los Angeles area. That a lot of the times it's just like that good person aspect, and and that shows in the work of Flaked. I don't I don't tell any guest anything they want to hear. Um, But that show, for me, uh, it's just that chemistry of everything. So I said before you came on air that I loved when there was going to be a season two, uh, because I just thought it was a great show of of a, a, a unique set of actors, of Will Arnett not just being known with the Arrested Development side, him having some of those darker aspects of a character, Uh, that being pushed and then of course writing it Uh, do you have Mm -hmm. now we had uh, mentioned through your uh, how we set this up that you liked uh, uh, one of the last episodes and of course we don't want to spoil any ending but um, uh, one thing I wanted to know was did you have any great challenges of doing something that involves uh, camera cars or uh, kind of having to be on the road. What, what what was that like as a cinematographer?
1: Um yeah, so you're you referring to one of the episodes how we had a, like it kind of a little bit like a the road episode, right? Yeah, yeah. Referring to. Um yeah. So funny and it was crazy. We um. All the stuff we shot in the car was actually shot on stage with uh, rear projection, um, which was – I'm used to doing that live, like, on a process trailer. Um, but Will and them talked about how they would, like – Piece the problem with shooting on a, a process trailer, and for those of you guys that don't know what it is, basically it's a, there's a big camera truck that pulls a trailer that we put a car on that allows – that has a platform built around it, so we can actually be driving – while having our cameras on the platform so we can have a moving background. So, you know, the pros to that is that it's live. It's your background's all real. But with that, like the cons of that is like you have to set up like a route that you have to drive on. Um, You have to keep resetting once you're like past that, like your designated route. So it's harder for actors like to keep into the moment or give them like better takes. It's also really hot in there, too, usually, because if, like, you're shooting in the middle of summer, like, the AC has to be off for sound, yada, yada. So, Will right. shooting at rear projection, um, which actually was I was really impressed by, because um, I went out with the uh, the plate team that went and shot um, all the plates for us. Like, I picked a route, and then I went out with them over the weekend. Um, this This rig was crazy, because it had, like, Had had an array of cameras that are built all the way around and you could put them at three different levels, depending on the type of car you're in. Like say if we were shooting like a regular car or versus like a semi truck, they had different heights. So the plates would match accordingly. Um, it was really impressive actually. Um, so when we, and then we did also have to shoot some live elements like out in the open. And then, um, I also, we had a second unit for some of like our B roll shots that we needed um, which my long time, like, uh, first AC, who I also went to college with, basically, like, my best friend here, um, to go back to how you're talking about, like, you know, your good buddies through film for a long time. That's an example of it. Um, he went and shot all that stuff for me, because I've known him for such a long time. He's worked for me for a long time, and I knew he could get what we needed. So it wasn't, as far as difficulty, it's, I mean, I've done it a lot in, like, music videos and on commercials so it wasn't that difficult. Um especially when we did it on stage, we were able I mean, since we were on stage with the rear projection, we could do daytime, nighttime, um, sunset, like all on the fly. So we basically block shot all the interior scenes uh that they had for the car. In like one day.
0: Oh, uh, okay, 'cause I I was gonna say there was real um the lighting continuity uh, was so amazing, and I know that that's just, I mean, I I remember listening to the American Beauty commentary, and, I mean, even, you know, Conrad Hall would talk about lighting continuity, so these certain terms are, uh, should I say they're not they're uh, Im- they're not immune to anyone. I mean, it could be first time. It could be 40-year cinematographer, and lighting continuity is still gonna uh, obviously be a challenge for the audience. Um, yeah. Now, do you do you have a uh, the three questions that we always kind of like to uh, let the cinematographer go into towards the end of the show with? Uh, do you have a set of the first one is, is do you have a set of films or it could be an album music that are always with you when you're prepping or they're always the music is always on when you're storyboarding uh, some kind of it could be any piece of art that's in your creative process at each stage uh, for you to stay inspired or just you know you feel safer with that DVD on you. Um, is there anything like that? Um,
1: maybe, like, it's not always with me, but, like, I mean, I kind of remember what did, like, get me in the film, and that like, kind of usually re-inspires me. Like, the two films that sent me to film school were uh, The Godfather and Cool Hand Luke. Ah, um, uh, okay. So the way uh, Cool Hand Luke, especially, like, I – I got lucky when I was in high school. I had a film studies teacher. Um, he also taught a creative writing class. I mean, he was he was an English uh, lit teacher uh, in high school. But like, one of his electives was uh, film studies, and I took that class. And, you know, the the funny thing about that is like, a lot of people that took that class. I'm sure like a lot of people in high school will remember. this. like you had those electives where you took that class, so you could go like, dip out and like just not be present or just like love, like. Near one block where you head off. So there are a couple of people that are various, like he would show us films uh, at every class and like most of the people would leave. But I remember one day he pulled up cool Hand Luke and I'd never seen the film at that at that point in time. And I watched it, and I was just like blown away. And it's funny you bring up Conrad Hall. Like I had no clue who he was, but I remember like the cinematography in particular. I was like, this is just amazing. Like the way they're telling the story through the camera. Um, And it just, like, strikes me right there. Um, So I always, like, I own that film. Um, Had it on DVD, the Blu-ray, everything. Uh, So that always inspires me. Um, I don't really care anything, but that film always does remind me of, like, why I got into it.
0: Well, yeah, Cool Hand Luke, Uh, I had the good fortune to see on a 35-millimeter print at a classic film night right before it. Started being classic film nights of Blu-ray, and I just remember well. A, I had loved the movie for so many years, but seeing that print and Paul Newman on the big screen, no judgments have nothing against people with alternative lifestyles, whatever the politically correct word is. But I remember uh, my one of our producers is a he's 72 years old and he's a gay male, and we joke because I always say Cool Hand Luke is the one time where I was like, okay, I get why women are so into Paul Newman. Like, there was just something yeah. about that, that portrayal on the big screen and uh, just such a great performance for anyone out there listening. If you have not seen Cool Hand Luke, um, and then there's even HUD, dark, much of a much darker mm-hmm. movie, but Cool Hand Luke. You have to see um, Just I, I. You know what saddens me is it pops on and off Netflix I wish they would just leave it On there and of course yeah. I could see As a cinematographer Godfather 2 Gordon Willis Influences everyone mm-hmm. um, on, on planet earth um, My last yeah. two questions And I'm uh, always most interested With cinematographers um, With this Is if you could uh, I come, I call you up I have the budget you want, I have the actors you want, I have, you like the script, what would be that one genre that you've just, you have to do it, it's, you get your choice of genre, mm-hmm. what's that genre mm-hmm. for you?
1: Uh, I think sci-fi or noir, those are definitely one of the 2 things like i I'd love to do a sci-fi movie. Um, but I guess like you have to say with sci-fi movie too, like you know, in the sense of like two thousand one or like if you wanna pick like a more recent film, like did you guys see did you see Life? By any chance? Life? So yeah, with Jake Gyllenhaal Hall and uh Ryan Reynolds.
0: Oh, you know, I missed it. That's on my list. I love both of those actors. I'm I really wanna see that. I keep missing it. Oh, I gotta see that.
1: Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by that film. It was really good. and like Another good one, I think, is Sunshine, the Danny Boyle film. Um,
0: oh, yes, okay. Well, Danny Boyle is always the, such a amazing... I know one of our last cinematographers was talking about Arrival, and he was talking about sci-fi noir, and he was mentioning Blade Runner, and, mm-hmm. of course, the new Blade Runner, which, uh, uh, of course, is the great Roger Deakins. Um, And then the very last question before I give you the floor, if there's anything you'd like to promote or mention that you have coming up, or if not, that's cool too, is the opposite question. A genre, you have to pay the bills, you have to pay off the credit card, and no matter what, you're not going to do this genre, it'll never appear on your filmography.
1: Uh, Oh, it's weird. I mean, like, I would usually say comedy, but in a weird way, I've done a lot of comedy. I mean, Splate is a little bit of a hybrid. I mean, I don't think, like, I would would never be the type of guy to do, like, a Transformers film. Uh, I don't think, like, like, it's just not my type of thing. And so I think if I ended up shooting that, as crazy as that sounds, but like it it's such a big movie. Like, I don't know. I'm just not. I'm not re like. I love big summer blockbusters, but that type of in general is just not my. Like, I'm not trying to do a franchise movie where you're like doing like five to ten of them. Like, it's just not my. It's not the type of storytelling I want to do. Um, not knocking it. It's just not my preferred thing. That might be the one that I wouldn't show up or want to show up on my resume. Um... More so, I just wouldn't want to get uh, viewed upon as the type of guy I want to shoot those movies all the time. Cause in our industry, it's easy to get uh, pigeonholed. I mean, when I shot music videos, I would get, like, stuck in genres and music videos. Out. And uh, it took a while to dig myself out of those holes.
0: Well, well, that sounds like a panel that I... I You just spawned an idea in me of a panel with cinematographers because... The last couple of cinematographers uh, have mentioned uh, they did horror films and then got pigeonholed, or they did a really, their comedy was a really huge hit, so they'd only get offered comedy, and it's like they wanted to do a Western, or they wanted to do a crime drama, or uh, obviously you guys are creative and you want to expand and you want to do what you can, um, unless it's, like you said, something that you don't want to do. Um, so with that, uh, unless you don't have something you want to plug, is there any film or something you have coming up that you'd like to, and again, Flake for those of you that don't know, I had mentioned again at the top of the hour, uh, is on Netflix. You can stream the entire season two. I watched, uh, four of six and then finished it the next day. Uh, so is there anything at all, uh, if so, that you'd like to, Plug or mention that's uh, coming up for you.
1: Um, right now I'm just I'm just doing commercials and some videos here and there. I'm reading some scripts right now that I'm interested in. We'll see where like we'll see. Maybe there might be a, a movie in the future. Hopefully, so. But All right. now just yeah, commercials and music videos. All
0: right. Well, excellent. Well, we we wish you luck with that, and we thank you again for making the time to come on i again i just totally love this show so it was a it's a it, it was a big treat for me when i got the word that you were going to come on so um yeah i uh good luck with all this stuff coming up and i i hope you get the projects you want
1: cool thank you I appreciate it Paul.
0: all right excellent and you have a great weekend
1: you too take, it easy.
0: take care And that was uh, wrapping it up with Sing. Uh, Right now, Flake, check it out on Netflix. You can stream all the episodes, all six of them in a row. Wonderful comedy, part drama, lots of stuff in there for everyone. With Will Arnett is what will pull you in. Job from Arrested Development. And a lot of other interesting actors that uh, you'll recognize from other things. Heather Graham... And, yeah, there's something in there for everyone. That's going to do it for me. As again, I will say happy Aloha Friday. And as always, we thank you for joining us on Talking Pictures. Coming up soon, Monday, we have the art director of The Beguiled, which, of course, picked up the Palm d'Or at the Cannes Film Festival. And next week, lots of surprises. So instead of spoiling it for you, I'm going to make it so you have to tune in Check out our videos on Facebook and please check out our website www.talkingpicturesla.com where there's a special treat for you on the homepage if you liked the movie Lion. If you haven't seen Lion, it's now on Netflix.